Welcome to the Annie Gamers Podcast. This is episode number 104. I'm your host, Evan Minto, and with me, as always, is David Estrella. What up, guys? At sign QX20XX. And uh, we have got some news for you folks today. For, oh, for those big of news. you who have been listening for a while, uh, if you are not on Twitter or Facebook or the blog, all of which we posted about on uh, or on Discord, actually, on the Gamers Discord. We also mentioned it. Anyway... You'd be pr- incredibly offline if you weren't on any of those, but go on. Look, some people, some people, they just want someone in their ear for their commute talking about violence and banging and Japanese cartoons and video games. Uh, I feel you. So, for those of you who want that and want more of that, we have a Patreon now. So, patreon.com slash Gamers. Uh, is a way for you to give money to us, which we would greatly appreciate to help support our... <laughs> support uh, us. <laughs> yeah, to support our work on Gamers. We've been doing this entirely volunteer for the basically the entirety that Gamers has been around, the blog and the podcast. Nobody gets paid for any of this, and we'd like to change that. I've been kind of running it as the editor-in-chief, and it always kind of bugged me asking people to, to do a bunch of this work for free for the blog and podcast. Um, and also, it's a way of kind of justifying, especially some uh, some of our contributors who like are super busy and don't always have time to work on things, justifying spending more time uh, working on more content for people. So we're really excited about having this uh, as like a part of any gamers. And we've got some like tiers on there that you can check out. You know, you can give at different levels. That's how. And some people might not be familiar with the Patreon. You can you give like a regular amount every month, and and depending on like the level that you give to it at, you get different rewards. So that's the important bit. We give you guys some extra cool stuff if you donate. Yeah. So at at one dollar, that one's like basically just a thank you very much. We'll put you know we'll put your name in a special thanks section. At two dollars, you get priority question uh, access for the podcast. So, or for either podcast. So that applies to both Annie Gamers and Old Taku No Radio. And we actually have some questions from patrons already on this episode that we'll answer at the end of the show. And $5 gets you bonus content. So that'll, uh, for now, that will be kind of extra recordings here and there. Uh, sometimes maybe, you know, pre and post show, you'll get to hear David and I when we're we're not doing like this, the maybe more oh boy. as formal as we get, I suppose. <laughs> I feel like we show. should charge more for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the real content, David and I shooting the shit, uh, what would usually be off mic, but it'll be on mic now. Yeah. Uh, except we'll cut out whatever parts where we say something where we might get arrested or something. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and also, uh, actually, starting with this episode and all episodes going forward, we're going to have a companion article to go along with each episode that you'll get at the $5 tier. And we aren't starting out with this, but the plan is that once we get enough uh, patrons, or if we get enough patrons on our Patreon, we'll start doing uh, regular monthly bonus episodes, which will be like a whole full Gamers podcast episode, an extra one every month. So we're really excited to be doing this stuff for you guys. And uh, if you have the ability to support us, we uh, greatly appreciate it. Anyway, that's enough for us advertising you giving us money at the beginning of this show. Yeah. We do have some stuff to talk about this episode. We're going to go through some anime and mostly anime news, I think, is what we've got this time. 
a bit of weird Korean pop music uh, news as <laughs> well. Right. Uh, so one of our one of our listeners asked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so we figured we would we would talk about that. And uh and the the big news, bigger than any of the actual anime news, is that David is playing Overwatch. Oh. And I really am <laughs> curious to pick your brain about what you think of Overwatch now. <laughs> We're gonna get into it. And I I've been reading some manga, so we'll talk about some of that in a little bit. But first, the news. One of the things that I saw a lot of people talking about on Twitter, which is where I see most discussion of anime-related news, is this uh, announcement by Netflix of a bunch of new... Now, this is one of the interesting parts. Anime projects uh, that I, I believe they are billing as anime projects. And I think about three of them, three or four of them, are, in by, by my definition at least, anime, in that they are from Japanese creatives. But some of them are are Western animation, and they are interestingly kind of rolling them all together. Well, again, to category. recap, recap the Castlevania episode. What counts as anime? Yeah, what what uh, what is an anime? <laughs> Miserable pile of secrets. Obviously, like the one of the the big interesting things is just what what Japanese projects they did announce, which kind of is in keeping with what I think Netflix has been aiming for. It does seem like they're trying to get things that appeal to the generation that grew up watching Ninja Scroll or, or Ghost in the Shell or whatever, like slightly more mature projects. And like, it do, like I don't think there's anything that they've done as an original that is that feels like a like a you know a standard like an isekai or something. Even something like a Gretzko is like appealing to an adult audience, right? In that it's about an office worker dealing with like adult office worker stuff. Right? Really to me, it just seems like they just want a slice. And I think that this is the safest way to go about it, where it's like kind of science fiction, fantasy uh, titles. Um, I don't know. Is it such a problem though? If it's like just kind of the same thing we're used to, where it's like general audience anime being made. Uh, what, what kind of general audience do you mean though? I mean, just like, you know, like Ninja Scroll was like maybe like Ninja Scroll and like Ghost and Shell and Akira have been kind of evergreen titles. I mean, you're you would disagree. You'd say like Ninja Scroll a little bit less, but in that respect, like this sort of um, those three kind of like high budget, like genre defining titles, where it's like pretty much universally said, like go watch this before you like watch uh, Shitty K on or whatever. Yeah, for a certain generation, right? Because that's a right. solid generational. I feel like that there's a type of uh, anime fan which is, is like you. They would want people to like go through like some sort of like formal schooling of like, oh, well, today you're gonna be watching Cowboy Bebop kids <laughs> before like they actually let them out into the wild. I don't know. It's like it's like a bit. It's it kind of it's a bit minor like taste gatekeeping, which I don't like. But oh, I can kind of yeah, see yeah, yeah. like what they're going for, where it's like these are titles which feel safe and have. I mean, they would have like no just no problem with like any anybody nobody would have any problem with them getting out, right? You're saying that's what Netflix is aiming for, right? Yeah, just like you know, not nothing too crazy or experimental. I do think though, like there's a little bit of that. I mean, they they did uh, Devilman Crybaby, right? That's probably their most dangerous project so far, though. I don't. Right. And also, it's worth noting that other than the fact that I think they are about to set up, they're actually about to set up their own uh, film studio soon, Netflix up until now has pretty much entirely just been licensing things, right? 
right? Like, yeah, they don't like really... I never, like, you never believe when they say, like, oh, Netflix original Fate Apocrypha or Violet Evergarden. Right, those are all, I mean, everything, even the things that are, like, exclusively released by them, like Devil Man Crybaby, as i understand it they are like just financing and licensing them right they're not right they're not saying we need to make a devil man show they're like oh there's a people talking about it de- we we know a producer who's working on a devil man show we want to buy that devil man show from you and put it on netflix right, right? It, like, it takes a certain kind of nerds for somebody to like actually be calculating the level of involvement netflix has on any given show before they can say like this is right. a netflix produced show not just like they put the money up but they like actually rounded up the talent or they had somebody round up the talent and made it specifically to put it on the platform right right so i mean there's probably some amount of influence that they had but it it sounds like a lot of the decision making that's going on in netflix is about which projects to finance right right and that's kind of what i'm talking about is like focusing on these titles that you know they're they're not like financing as far as i can tell things like like the i got reborn as a slime (laughs) The actual shows that are getting made is uh, one of them is Kagaster. I probably said that wrong. We were just talking about mispronouncing <laughs> words in the pre show. Kagaster of an insect cage. It's funny, the art for it looks like, you know, kind of moe, cutesy shit, but it, when you actually read the description, it's like set in a post apocalyptic world where a mysterious disease turns people into giant murderous insects. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, got it. Like, that's that you know oh. thing that they're aiming for like when it's something kind of mature i thought it looked sci-fi. like a light novel like it's got like that light novel it does yeah it has a light novel it. look <laughs> yeah what, what i said before about the ninja scroll thing i was thinking about it that's probably not super accurate because that's that's a certain kind of thing that they're making like uh like castlevania but i think maybe more just the more accurate thing is that it does seem like they're anime well this is their novel like they, they're big a- that's <laughs> maybe <laughs> come on <laughs> They're big anime, like, the the ones that are, like, true co-productions, that are true, like, Netflix um, exclusives, right, do seem to be more adult-leaning. Like, they have they have things that are Netflix originals that are just, like, licenses that are, are for kids. But I haven't seen, unless I missed something, I haven't seen any, like, kids or even, frankly, kind of, like, teen-centric-looking no, because like teen centric, they'll just do like a live action show, and for kids, they'll do like those horrific three D shorts. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Like, I mean, they've got their bases covered. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it seems like the strategy here is to appeal to adult anime fans and uh, various kinds of adult anime fans, right? If like anything, we can just probably like assume a Gretzko like is a certain kind of adult anime fan. I mean, the assumption here is that like, okay, these are the people that do have the money that will be mm-hmm. able to like spend. Or like actually give rack up the views to like make this production matter. What's what is interesting, by the way, about this uh, Kegaster show? I'm gonna keep feeling like I'm saying it wrong. Right, somebody, somebody, is, somebody must yeah, know insects or yeah. Whatever, let us know like, in the in the comments below. Uh, is that I bet it's gonna be like, Vinny? <laughs> yeah, probably Vinny would know. That's true. <laughs> or like Emma Bowers would know about animals. Anyway, the director of it is Koichi Chigira, who is a Gonzo director. Gonzo's back, baby. Oh, and it is produced by Gonzo, and it is looks like it's in 3D. So, hell yeah, Gonzo is Gonzo. back. Get ready, folks. If you thought Polygon Pictures had some lame CG, <laughs> prepare yourself <laughs> for Gonzo in, like, 2019. 
There's also one called Yasuke. Yeah, no, this one's interesting. So it's uh, in a war-torn feudal Japan of mechs and magic, a retired ronin must take up his sword when he is charged with the task of transporting a mysterious child who dark forces want to eliminate. So interestingly, this like the main character, the the title character is is based on a real historical figure named Yasuke, who is a according to this anime news network article, a samurai of African origin, who served under Oda Nobunaga during the Warring States period. Right. So, like that's a pretty cool premise. I'm a little disappointed at the mechs and magic bit because, like, frankly, when you start when you are talking about like real japanese you know historical figures i immediately just want it to be actual history slightly fictionalized or like historical Uh fiction i'm like oh i don't want the mechs and the magic like just give me japanese history (laughs) but whatever it does seem like an interesting premise well i mean it is the thing is though it's lashawn thomas so that's what i was gonna say yeah i feel like i don't have any i don't have any issue with mechs or magic yeah i'm i'm curious to see i uh, what i've seen from Lashan, I think has been somewhat mixed. Children of Ether is I know a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was like not great, but there's there were interesting elements of it. Granted, I, whatever. I also like was kind of in the loop on that at Crunchyroll, and so I I saw it at a lot of different phases. So I don't know. I think I I maybe see more of what it was aiming for than people who just only saw like the pilot. And Cannon Busters was cool, right? Did you watch? I think we both watched Cannon Busters. That was like yeah. the Kickstarter. So the, the music's being done by Flying Lotus. I don't really know Flying Lotus. They're kind David, of a big deal. You're familiar with them, yeah? yeah it's like a the the uh, hipper areas of music, yeah. <laughs> the cool people know. Who they yeah, are. cool people know. Speaking of cool people, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who I know as the main character of Sorry to Bother You, which is a great movie. Uh, is voicing the the main character of the show, and it's produced by Mappa. So that's a pretty good set of staff. I think you've got a that. good team there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like it's some interesting folks working on it. Obviously, there's like a cool opportunity for some like super legit black representation in anime. There, right? Having uh, a black producer, a creator, creator, director, and executive producer, Lashawn Thomas and uh and lead character and actor and it's like just you know you know we don't get enough of that in anime for i think semi-obvious reasons in terms of japan's like mm-hmm. kind of ethnic makeup but it's, it's pretty cool to see that and i didn't even realize this historical figure existed there's also an this one is anime there's an anime feature based on altered carbon which is kind of like a it's like i haven't watched that yet but it's like a cyberpunk thing that Netflix put out. It's like a Netflix original. And that's live action. So they are just straight up hiring Dai Sato because they're like, yeah, we just need that Ghost in the Shell magic on this. But he also did Ergo Proxy. So hold on to your butts, folks. Dai Sato is, you know, he's hit and miss uh, in my experience. See, people There's like Ergo Proxy. People like. Do people like Ergo? I mean, I liked Ergo Proxy overall, but I think that it's it's got some, some stuff that is annoying. It has some like just... Well, that's philosopher just, jacking off from Daisato. That's that, I mean, pretty much that's just ready for TV though, because like a lot of TV is just the writers jacking it. So <laughs> perfect, perfect fit. But yeah, I mean, Daisato's like, I feel like there's a maybe he's more hit than miss. 
now that I think about it. But I do think sometimes he, he goes a little bit off the rails. So we'll see about that. And that one is being produced by Enema, who I'm not familiar with. Uh, not a not a great name. It can be easily misheard as a different word. <laughs> uh, they look like they're a 3D CG company. Here we go. This. Yeah. yeah, Netflix is really liking the 3D CG. They've got like that that ongoing relationship with Polygon Pictures. Which I know a lot of people are not fans of Polygon Pictures animation. I'm mostly not a fan of it. Um, I think I've, I'm trying to think if I've seen anything from Polygon that actually looked good. Actually, never mind. Yeah, basically nothing. They, they I've basically never seen anything from them that was any good. Uh, they did Knights of Sidonia, Ajin, a couple other things. Blame or Blam, if you prefer. Blam. And then I think the other two, yeah, the other two are non-Japanese, but they are, I think, billing as anime in some places. So one of them is a an animated series based on Pacific Rim. Like, it's it's funny to do, like, a Western, it's a Western animated thing, as far as I can tell. Like, the showrunners are not Japanese. It's very funny to do a Pacific Rim, like, Western animation project, because it's like, wait, but you could, you have Japanese people you could hire. What you couldn't convince any of right. them to work on a Pacific Rim project? No, it's just like an ongoing thing with Pacific Rim, isn't it? <laughs> it's like the perfect opportunity, right? Pacific Rim should get an anime, but they're like, "Oh, we got all these anime, but not for Pacific Rim." And the last one is a, it's actually at a studio based in Jakarta and Singapore. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not anti things that aren't anime. I'm anti them calling this anime, but uh, I don't know much about it. It looks like it's about like a sort of supernatural detective kind of thing. Uh, so it looks it, like the art I'm looking at looks kind of anime and manga inspired. And I'm kind of interested to see that. I don't watch enough like animation from outside of like the West and Japan and i'm, uh, I'm pretty is, interested the, to see yeah it's like where's the access because like you know stuff gets mage yeah yeah where where is it <laughs> yeah there's there's lots of stuff around the world I, I sometimes read articles but i haven't like actually watched a lot of these things there's like you know a bunch of uh like african animation studios that are coming up and stuff so there's there's interesting stuff being made all over the place and i don't really think that you need to call it anime you could just call it like good animation from <laughs> singapore <laughs> <laughs> you think you might watch some of these david uh yeah i'm definitely interested in yasuke at least yeah for sure that's that's definitely on on top it's just that the staff that they're getting for this is pretty crazy yeah like i don't want to say like hey man it's the second coming of samurai shampoo but hold it yeah yeah cool down there (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm not i'm never really hyped for stuff but this is i'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that one yeah, that's the only one that I'm really excited for. I'm like, I don't, I don't watch enough of the Netflix original stuff, frankly, because I just don't I'm have very, time. I'm very interested in the tweets about the Gonzo show. I'll say that much. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gonna watch that. I might watch that out of a perverse interest to see how much Gonzo screws up the animation. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying you've got like a four percent chance of this ending up being like a Kimono Friends kind of runaway success. But no not way. Really. 
Gonzo I'm is... 44, I'm only saying 4%. See, Gonzo isn't, like, weird enough. They're too entrenched in the, the industry yeah. to make something as that just has that, like, weird appeal that I guess Komodo right. Friends had to people who aren't me. They'll just make something boring. But I think I will probably try to watch some of it because I'm always curious about, like, because Gonzo just has yeah. such a weird history, and I'll be very curious to see what they're making now. Yeah. Like, I would, I would measure an interesting show at least like by the amount of people online that are still posting about it like as the episodes come out well that's the thing though this they'll all come out at once because it's going to be a netflix exclusive uh, it's not going to be out yeah, in that format. like simulcast style yeah but yeah, yeah we'll I, I, i'm i'm interested to watch this other one uh i don't think i mentioned the name it's called trace the the um t-r-e-s-e i don't know how to say it that's the uh this one from like the Jakarta and Singapore based studio. Uh, it, like it, it seems interesting. I don't really know what the animation is going to look like, but uh, the problem is just that I can never carve out enough time to actually sit down and watch these shows on Netflix. <laughs> but I, I would like to <laughs> in like a universe in which I have time. We'll see. I know that the anime news network article <laughs> sort of takes pains to not refer to any of these non-japanese animated shows as anime but i do think that that is uh if my understanding is that is how netflix has billed them at the very least i know that like variety has an article it's like netflix unveils five original anime shows so yeah as i said in the castlevania episode like if netflix is going to call this stuff anime then it's going to be anime because <laughs> they're big enough to just redefine it in the minds of basically yeah, everybody by so, sheer force of will you know helen mccarthy on twitter been a guest on this podcast she's fighting the good fight trying to tell people like this stuff is not anime the useful definition is japanese animation but i was talking to her and i'm like i don't know like i don't think that we can stop this train from rolling yeah nothing can stop the netflix declaring stuff as anime train yeah they're gonna be like all right we got a new season of orange is the new black and it is anime now <laughs> folks we are happy to announce that Orange is the new black is the new anime. Well, I'll give them a pass though, because like they might hire like Mario Kata to write it, and at which point, like, damn though, wait gotta... a sec. <laughs> <laughs> that might not. It be doesn't a bad matter thing. what medium it's in. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all I touch is anime. Each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how people say Thunderbolt Fantasy is anime because Genrobuchi wrote it. Yeah, I can see that. It's Same not. argument, really. BT dubs, everybody. Thunderbolt Fantasy, also not anime. Not because it's not Japanese. It has enough Japanese involvement for it to be kind of Japanese, but because it's not animation. Right. And I don't think Urobuchi has, like, the power to make other mediums anime quite like Mario <laughs> Even Kata. Mario Kata has that power. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a power used for good. Let's just say that much. Well, speaking of the mario kata she's got a movie coming out another movie i don't know if i ever talked about the movie that i wrote a review of which is makia which is actually i thought was quite good um but she is writing the adaptation for the flowers of evil you oh read flowers boy. of evil right david oh yeah that's a very good manga i watched uh, vertical i put watched that the, out back in the day 
watch the rotoscope animation back in the day Remember i that? didn't watch the anime actually i only watched one yeah. episode of it because i was like at the time i was still reading the manga and i wanted to finish the manga before i watched the anime and then i never got back to it but uh, i classic, I classic story of that. evan minto's yeah. life yeah. i know yeah <laughs> so there's gonna be a live action adaptation of flowers of evil and it's being written by mario kata which actually honestly that doesn't seem like that bad a fit let's be real no, not that bad a fit at all. Right. In terms of just like teen shouting feelings, that is like what yeah, Flowers of Evil is. Flowers of so, Evil. Yeah. For, yeah. It's just, it's it, what I, what I'm wondering is whether Okada, like how well she will deal with how fucked up the manga is. Like it's fucked up in a um, way that I don't think Mario Okada stuff always is. No, I don't, I don't think she's going to have a problem at all trying to, trying to get it into this, onto the screen. I think it's going to work. It seems like I I kind of have high hopes for that, but David, there's a wrinkle to this story. Right, you gotta explain this to me because I remember you were talking about it. The director is Noboru Iguchi. Like, are you familiar with this guy? Vaguely, vaguely aware. So Noboru Iguchi is the director of of Robo Geisha, and I have not seen the Machine Girl, but he directed that too. And my understanding of this guy is that his whole thing is just doing like insanely pulpy ultra violent low budget schlock movies (laughs) but he's like aware of it right so it's like he like i I do think honestly the robo geisha is like not as funny a movie as it is a trailer Uh, we'll have a link to the robo geisha trailer i think we've talked about the robo geisha trailer on this podcast before because it's like one of my favorite things ever made uh but it's it's such a weird pick like maybe he can, no. maybe he has another side to him where he directs like more regular stuff. And I guess Flowers of Evil isn't like a regular thing, but it's not like the kind of, you know, someone's head gets chopped off and like a fire hose of of ketchup comes out of their neck or whatever. Like it's not that kind of story, but I'm like wondering if he's going to make it that weird. To tell you the truth, I think like a schlock director is probably <laughs> what uh, Oshimi would have wanted anyway. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Because if anything, the robo, the robo, uh, the robo, roboscoped, rotoscoped. <laughs> There's gotta the... be a roboscope. <laughs> Everybody's a robot in this. <laughs> the Gucci version of Flowers of Evil. <laughs> um, if anything, the rotoscoped one was like. Just a bit tame and when it needed to set it off it did but i think if you had to make a movie out of this you probably need a little bit more action in it not saying like that robots are getting like their heads chopped <laughs> off or whatever but no one's gonna uh, have their uh, eyes poked out with skewers with fried shrimp on them no but uh there might be room i think that there's definitely room in flowers of evil for some schlock you know what I'm most looking forward to is the trailer because he oh, makes yeah. the best trailers and they all have that same thing where it's like fried shrimp, handicapped gun, Geisha is beautiful. <laughs> so I, I just, we got to get like a trailer like that. Oh, oh I think I know the yeah, It's just the guy like grunting keywords from Flowers of Evil. <laughs> I think I know the kind of voice you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Stolen panties. I don't remember what else happens in that thing. <laughs> oh, no, it's the bloomers. It's not the... Anyway, this is a manga that's about, like, super weird, perverted shit. It's By about the way. 
a bunch of teens being being uh perverts being weird yeah yeah uh it's quite good everybody should check that manga out if you haven't already he's got a bunch of other stuff too oshimi that artist uh inside mari which i think i've talked about which i don't like that much but he's also got a couple other things happiness i think is the vampire one which i think kodansha is putting out right now i haven't been keeping up with him since inside mari i got a little disappointed by inside mari and i I haven't read oshimi in a little bit we do have a uh i'll skip to a question here because it's like kind of news related and uh, then we'll we'll get back to what we're we're going to talk about for the rest of the show Technically, I'm, I'm skipping. Look, we'll get to the Patreon questions at the end here. But just because it's news related, I'm going to answer a non-Patreon question. We're going to make an exception right now. Uh, from at sign and Azul. But actually, it's from Discord, so there's no at sign. Uh, he's asking, does, did KDA make you want to play LOL, League of Legends, even though you don't like MOBAs? So that relates to the, the thing that was on Twitter. Everyone was posting screenshots from this thing, and I, I finally showed it to David. This KDA trailer... Uh, for and i needed to look this up because i was very unclear because i don't follow league of legends it is a music video trailer for a set of new skins for a group of female characters in league of legends that sounds about right and it's like a kind of k-pop music video where they're doing a like they're the skins are are like pop music themed and like very clearly kind of k-pop inspired and it's like these these like characters from League of Legends doing you know music video dancing and singing and stuff. <laughs> uh, it's very strange. I start to me. Out, I'm out of my depth. <laughs> I want to start out by saying League of Legends more like LOL. Uh, oh and second, shit! He said it. And, Can and, you believe and, this guy? And second, that was. Um, you see, League of Legends is like the least sexy game on the planet. I think. Well, hold up. Like we've. I was looking at some of the art. That is a game that is trying to be a sexy game. Okay, but like you've seen people play. Yeah, my roommate plays. Yeah. I'm familiar. We were. I mean, we went. I mean, we went to uh, to university during like the period of yeah, League of yeah. Legends, <laughs> like being like the thing. Um, it's not it's not anywhere near as sexy as that music video makes it makes it out to be. However, That's true. I will say it that is really, is a, it's selling you on it. That like, is a <laughs> sexy video. Let me tell you that. I was like, not, I, I was surprised. I love, I love the art and the motion in that. Yeah. And the song is also pretty, uh, pretty catchy. Um, yeah. however, I will not play league of legends <laughs> because I'm Can't playing the second, I'm, I'm playing the second or maybe third least sexy game on the planet, which is overwatch. <laughs> all right only, yeah, i'm only that's i'm only good, here for one i'm only yeah, here for one yeah. i can't do two so i'm very surprised to hear that you i'm very surprised are playing overwatch i'm very surprised um why I, why are you playing overwatch david i got it in my head that uh my video game stream twitch.tv slash it was small being needed way more viewers <laughs> uh we've been we've been hurting for some viewers uh you know what you should so try i think what you might want to um, make a patreon no <laughs> actually you need the viewers first. <laughs> you actually got to start with the viewers now that i think about it <laughs> yeah um so yeah i'm gonna i'm, I'm starting to we're gonna rebrand into the uh the, the popular game stream now <laughs> i can't I'm not, I'm not allowed to do anything fun anymore um 
we were doing, I mean, we were doing Bloodborne and Umineko, but I think at this point I have to like, it, it really came down to either Fortnite, PUBG, or Overwatch. And the problem with PUBG is that it's like too much the COD crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of jocks, gamer jocks. Fortnite is for children, so that left me with Overwatch, which is actually also me. for children. But <laughs> Overwatch, the thing is, Overwatch is like our peer group, so I thought like that was the most obvious answer compared to like Fortnite. So Fortnite is very hip, though. Like that's that's the one to do if you you want to want to get those viewers. Nah, nah. I think there's just. I mean it's not unusual that there are a hundred million children on youtube but at the same time i just i have my limits a bit of self-respect too uh so i i I said i'm only willing to sacrifice an overwatch sized amount of respect for myself (laughs) it's fair overwatch is the most anime of those three games so that's also right um i bought i bought an eu account for 12 bucks off a ukrainian man why because they had the uh the skins for diva so oh. i was like okay <laughs> oh i was gonna add, okay that that you just bought like an account to get a bunch of skins right okay well uh i was gonna ask you who you main because that's obviously the first question <laughs> but it looks like i should have guessed you should have let me guess but now of course of well, course you main diva you- I'll let you. I'll let you guess who I'll main when like Diva is not working out in a match. Okay, let's see. So who do I switch to? When, and I'm I'm basing Diva's it not, not at all on gameplay mechanics and just entirely on your like aesthetic preferences. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, David. Diva is definitely like the most you. That's my. She's like a filthy gamer. I actually feel like you're similar, like you, I feel like you might be like me and that you might play May, but I don't know. I don't know if you're shitty enough to play May. Uh, May, May's too like cinnamon roll for me. I she think. is. I she's need, very wholesome. That's kind of what I like about her. <laughs> Cause it's like, I've, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but like one of my favorite things about May is that at least when I was playing a while back more regularly and maybe it's changed now. But, like, she's the one who most just feels like she doesn't belong there. Like, everyone else is like, I've fought in wars. And May's like, oh, gosh, I'm just here to do some research. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I think she's every completely time. out of place. Every time I've gone up, like, against a good May, like, I've just, I've been getting, like, heated up because of her ability to always yeah. just, like, screw me over. Like I'll be on a good I'll be on a good streak and then suddenly there's like a May player and I'm like Hell yeah. oh, well there's me. May is the duck hunt <laughs> of, of Overwatch, which is why she's good. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's great. Yeah. Um the May is my main. Uh let's see. I'm sure I there's too many characters now, so I can't remember all of them. There's a bunch of characters. Oh now, wait, yeah. you you might are you are you a bad enough dude to like play reaper you're not a reaper player are you oh dude i see, I, I, th- I think we're gonna like go down like the list of characters and like just get my reaction out of them like yeah, when i saw yeah. a reaper when i saw a reaper for the first time like <laughs> I, when i was actually aware of what reaper was the worst was when it was doing the ultimate <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck is this ultimate it's the and then worst. i realized it's just the worst it is the worst thing He's, I mean, there was a big thing where people were, people would uh, tweet 
Reaper like usernames because they're always the worst <laughs> things. They were always like uh, XXX Death. It was like Darth 420. <laughs> like they're all just the worst people. Like Dark Goku. Dark Goku. SSJ Dark Goku 42069. Oh, man. Yeah, no, Reaper Reaper's bad. Now I understand why Genji is bad. Uh, I understand why like, a lot of these characters are bad. Yeah. And I also understand why like a lot of the the healers are just they are they are the saviors. Actually, wait, are you in of, uh, bad... I feel like you might be a Zenyatta <laughs> or Lucia. No. No. No, okay. No. Though they're they're good boys. Zenyatta and Lucia are good boys. I can't play as as the boy characters because there's so many good oh, girls. Oh, that on, makes way on, more sense. In the game. Yeah, I yeah. should have known that considering you. Not a uh, Widowmaker. That could be a David pick. I might I might uh I might try out Widowmaker later. This thing is I've only had the game for like a few days. Yeah. Uh but I've just I've been trying my damnedest to figure out everything cuz I'm I'm already like rank 70 something when i bought the accounts like i'm getting paired up with people that have been playing the game and of course people that just like have played the game and are really bad at it so what i what i'm noticing now is like my i'll play diva for fun but it's no fun when the match is just completely lopsided and you're just not you're just not being an asset to the team so i figured at this point I'm just going to completely switch it up. I'm just going to try to heal these people because otherwise like nobody else is on my team is going to try to play healer. All right. So who's the healer that you play? Mercy. Oh, I should. I forgot about mercy. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, the I thing is, I don't, I didn't even think, I don't even know how it works out because there's like the, um, there's that system after the, uh, the match is over where you can like give, give some props yep, yep. to, to other players. Uh, I got like massive props more so when I was playing mercy than when I was playing diva. Mercy always gets props. You know why? And I'm, let me just give you a piece of <laughs> get, my mind it, here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and go off for a second. I play Lucio and like Zenyatta a fair amount when i'm playing healers right the thing is lucio and zenyatta they just kind of like help you out and they're not flashy about it right lucio's just hanging out playing the music Uh you're getting healed you don't even realize you're getting healed lucio's just in the area right but mercy she's running around like she's got a big beam attached to you she's like i'm healing you i'm healing you you're welcome Thanks so much for helping. You know, like I'm, I'm glad to be here for you guys. And she's just like a celebrity healer, right? So everybody remembers that they got healed by Mercy, right? Or because she can do the revive right. also. So they all give right. her the props. But it's like you wouldn't be alive if I weren't here playing Lucio music for you. So I'm really angry about this. She's a flashy healer. She does. She's not doing the work that Lucio is doing. Lucio is a hardworking healer who does not get the credit that he deserves. When I'm playing yeah, as so him, what, what, I'm just angry does, about me not getting yeah, the credit. What, what does what does Lucio do? Because like I've played a, a few matches with with the Lucio on my team, and I'm just I'm not sure what exactly. I know they're helping. I know they're healthy. This is but everybody, like, I'm this just... is everybody's head. They're just like, what does Lucio do? Is he just here to cheer everybody up? What's he up to? Yeah, he's just he's just moral support, you know? He's like he's a team cheerleader. 
I'm I'm only half joking. He kind of is that. <laughs> um, so Lucio is he, he's kind of cool. He's got like uh, a p- constant passive thing where there's like a radius around him, and it uh, it has two modes. So he either is speeding up everyone's movement or he's That's healing them. And he can switch yeah. at will between those two, and he can also like boost its effectiveness. And then he's also got a couple other powers. Uh, uh, yeah, you see, I didn't appreciate that much because I have my L shift with Diva, so <laughs> I don't really need to go faster. I can go fast on my own, thank you. Yeah, but it's helpful when like the whole team like, is like, moving like, together. Like, cool right, like, right. Or if, yeah. the, or if the whole team's kind of moving up together, and you want to like quickly cross a distance with with everybody, right? If anything, I want to go slower. Because I, I turn it on and I'm like, I haven't played on a keyboard and mouse setup in years. Like, I just, I, for whatever reason, I have not been playing shooters like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, very often in the beginning, I was in a constant state of panic where I'm like, where's E? Where's Q? Where's L shift? And I just like, <laughs> like, put, drop my fist down on the keyboard and like pray that I get the right key. Oh, you should play Lucia. Because L- L- Lucio is a character for people who are, uh, he's also like, a, he's a good character for people who are not good at shooters and like not good at like aiming. Because you don't, for one thing, you don't really need to, um, like, you don't need to do a lot of shooting because you're mostly just, your job is to hang out around people and like make sure right. that they're healed. And you don't even need to aim to heal. And also, I think his weapons have like a, like the bullets have a bigger hitbox or whatever. So you, like, you don't have to be as precise about hitting people anyway that's why i tell right. like when when i had when my sister tried out overwatch i was like oh like she doesn't play a lot of games and i was like oh play lucia like you'll be able to kind of yeah. like figure it out let me tell you in the beginning of the game how many times like l shift boosted into the enemy team without my ultimate so I couldn't like, explode. <laughs> right, the classic diva move where you, where you boost in and then blow up, but you just boosted in. You were like, "Hello, I'm here." <laughs> Put, drop my spray down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, diva blows up so easily. That's another thing. I, I need, I need somebody like healing me as I, I, I step out of the uh, of oh, the respawn the area. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah yeah i see what you mean because like I, I blow up and then it's just hey here i am i have to like go all the way back and just get a like a lucky headshot so i can go back into my mech uh yeah that's my experience there's probably so much more like levels of getting getting good oh at yeah this game i'm i'm, I'm not- basically not good at all i think i've gotten one play of the game in the entire time that i played it oh dude i've gotten two yeah, look, I'm about. bad at the game. That's the <laughs> oh, thing. I'm, I'm, I admit that. Readily. I'm not. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I'm just having a laugh. This is, this is just me trying, trying shit out. <laughs> Did you buy this when it was like when it came out? Because I can't imagine, I cannot imagine like paying full MSRP for this. Yeah, I, I bought it back like around when it came out. I don't think it was like day this one. is, this is, this is just like a slightly sexier TF2 is what it, it is. is yeah it's basically tf2 but i don't know it's I, i've gotten more than my money's worth out of it i played a lot of hours of this game and it's got free updates right i mean they add new characters oh, yes. it's not paid dlc yes free shit that's nice i always like that like, let me tell you i bought splatoon 2 on the switch i was looking for a game to play on my switch 
because the Switch has ended up being like the Wii, where it's like you don't play for two years and then you remember that you own it. <laughs> it is slowly becoming a thing like that. At this point, I am almost, I'm like on the on the precipice of just considering playing Smash Brothers when it comes out. I'm because I got nothing. I got nothing on not, Switch. There's there's stuff on Switch. You got to check out the uh, there is, stuff in the store, like stuff. the digital titles. There's definitely stuff in there. I mean, I'm playing I'm playing Dead Cells right now, which is great. That's there's stuff you'd like, like I'm looking cells. for I'm looking for like a certain kind of game. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm just I'm just not sure what I want. And I think I think I want to play Smash Brothers, but at the same time Get Smash Brothers, maybe, David. Maybe I'll just play maybe I'll just play Overwatch. Okay, so David, you're playing Overwatch. You're a normie gamer now. So you're kicked off the podcast. Except I was playing Overwatch too. So you're playing <laughs> it long before me. <laughs> I'm not if really. Anybody's got to go. It's you. Anyone to talk? Yeah, and I've also played like Fortnite, so I'm even more normie. <laughs> I like Fortnite. I haven't gotten back to it in a while, but I actually find it quite fun. I'm also bad at it though, because I'm bad at everything. Anyway, I also wanted to talk about some manga. We haven't talked manga a little bit. We don't get show. to talk manga too often. We no. should. You're reviewing some manga for Otaku USA now. Yeah, and hoping they send something new soon. I'm trying to get back into reading manga more regularly. So I just like, you know, I have like a shelf of manga that I bought, but then I like never read. So I was just like, all right, let me grab one of these like vertical things I bought years ago and never read. So I finally read Pink. Did you read that by any chance? I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember what that one is because I've definitely heard like the details of every every vertical manga <laughs> yeah, yeah. when ed was working there so it's by kyoko okazaki who is like a pretty i think famous in at least in her scene uh she's a pretty well-known like jose artist pretty influential artist and uh it's uh if you've seen the cover of it it's like a girl in like a white dress holding a bag or whatever uh, and yeah it's uh i it's it's really it's really good uh but kind of weird which is not too un, not too surprising because the last thing i read from kyoko okazaki was another vertical release helter skelter which is like a very disturbing story about a yeah like oh, a celebrity a who basically one, has yeah. her entire body has basically almost all of it has been like replaced through plastic surgery and drugs and things to make her like you know look perfect to the world but she's kind of this like weird frankenstein monster <laughs> and she I've, if i remember correctly it's been a while since i read it she's basically just like horrible to everyone around her and it's about this like just her literally like her body falling apart <laughs> during this story mm. um so that that was really good i remember reading that a couple years ago and i really liked it pink is like much more innocent than that <laughs> it's not, not like a weird horror thing uh it's about like a it's about a 23 year old uh girl who like works as like an office lady by day and like a prostitute by night and i think what's kind of interesting especially coming off of like helter skelter is and what i think is really cool about it is that okazaki like isn't trying to make it this whole like like look at the seedy side of prostitution it's like no she's just a she's just a person trying to live her life and make some money right and she's she's happy doing it she's not like forced into doing it she chose to do it uh and it's kind of like it turns into a love story because she ends up in like this relationship with this with a guy um 
and it's kind of this like character study of this this girl being being sort of like innocent and carefree and then some bad stuff happens and her kind of like maybe growing up a little bit it's also just like very funny and weird and like very quirky it's <laughs> just like in a strange way she has a pet crocodile that's like oh her entire life is like centered around caring for her pet crocodile is the crocodile's name pink no the crocodile is named croc <laughs> which is fun and it's like oh. you know working the like working the two jobs is like uh, you know she mentions a couple times that like a lot of the reason why she does it is is so that she can afford like the food and the caretaking of her pet crocodile who she loves very dearly <laughs> and the crocodile is real though yeah it's not like a psychological yeah. thing it's a real crocodile <laughs> like she's just this weird girl who has a crocodile at home <laughs> and she can't like take him out of the house because it's like a secret Jeez. nobody knows that she has See, one. now you've thrown me for a loop <laughs> i forgot to like say that as i was the, all like yeah yeah, you should have let you should have led with the like crocodile. Led up with, with the crocodile. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like I think the the crocodile is a good example of like the the sort of quirkiness of it, and the fact that the fact that it's not like it's it's not it's not like a you know she's going crazy and so she imagines a crocodile. It's like no, she's just weird. She just thinks it's cool to have a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> See, like the, you were like talking about it for a few minutes, and I'm like, this is just so out of evan's uh evan's area of expertise i'm like wondering like what's the bit what what is it oh okay <laughs> crocodile there we are yeah yeah it all comes together yeah but it's it's really funny it's like very very like strong memorable characterization the she's got like a she has a stepmom and like a stepsister uh who she hangs out with a lot who's like i think she's like a middle schooler but she's kind of just like she's very like uh, precocious and kind of mature for her age, and so there's a lot of scenes. It's like it's it's got a, has a lot of sex in it, right? But she like totally knows that her stepsister is a prostitute and just like talks to her about oh. it and stuff, right? Wait, she's in middle school doing this? No, no, no. Her her stepsister's in middle school. She's like 23. <sighs> the the girl who's oh, a true, prostitute. True. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it it's it's hard to describe like what makes a comedy funny but a lot of it is comedy there's there's some tragedy in it too it's it's a lot of like kind of slightly slightly absurdist like young people aimlessly figuring out their lives oh i know all about that <laughs> it's billed as love and capitalism and okazaki talks in like an essay in it about capitalism but as someone who obviously if you follow my Twitter feed, I have a lot of thoughts about capitalism. I was a little bit like, I'm not sure how much this feels like it's really <laughs> about capitalism. It kind of like part of it is about like working to try to make yourself happy. And I guess in that sense, it's about like just generally the idea of making money to live. But it doesn't, I, I expected maybe, I don't know, tr trying to make some larger point about like the economics <laughs> or the morality of capitalism or something. It doesn't really do that <laughs> as far, not, not in a way that I could at least detect very clearly. It's more like a character study inside of capitalism. Anyway, I would recommend it. You might like it. It has a very like airy art style. Like Okazaki is very like kind of scribbly but but you can tell that she knows what she's doing. You know what I mean? It's that kind of art where like. I imagine this is probably like out of print. It might be actually no wait my, my friend just bought a copy of it and i think he i think it was like a new copy not a not like you know some thing he dug up on ebay so i think it's still in print and you might be able to get it digitally too because they've got some stuff up digitally uh, 
lovely. Yeah, I hate owning books, so. Well, speaking of, I actually am reading, a, I'm going to start reading a lot more digital manga now because I just got, uh, I'm, I'm doing some doing some work actually with Kodansha, so I'm, I, I got a bunch of uh, digital books through them. And so I decided to check out this manga that I heard about, I think at AX, I think they uh, talked about it at their panel, and it seemed kind of interesting. Uh, it's called, Is Kichijoji the Only Place to Live? Probably. <laughs> I think the tra- the translation of the title seems strange, because when I looked up the Japanese title, it's like, Kichijoji dake sumitai machi desuka or something, which I'm, I'm no Japanese expert, but it reads to me, a little, and, and this fits with what happens in the story. Like, it, it reads a little more like, is Kichijoji the only place you want to live? This one is... I'm going to try to not bury the lead here. <laughs> it's a real estate healing manga. All right. So, you know, like, what he, maybe our, some of our listeners don't know, right? But you know, like, a, a healing manga, right? It's, like, a usually kind of formulaic. People come into a place with a problem, and then someone helps them solve the problem but usually the problem isn't like anything that re- re- in- involves like literally any conflict it's like an atmospheric thing it's like it's like lucio <laughs> it is like lucio. you don't notice <laughs> you don't notice your yourself being healed and going faster but that is true is. yeah lucio is a healing manga healer <laughs> <laughs> uh but like bartender i think is a good example of it right where it's like character comes in and they they're like oh they're feeling down they've got some problem and the bar- bartender makes the he what i'm calling him bartender because i don't really know the name of the guy from bartender but he, <laughs> <laughs> he makes like the perfect cocktail that like you know gets them through it it's that but with real estate and it's these these twins who run a real estate agency in kichijoji and they're kind of they're very strange like you know the uh, there's a constant gag where someone walks into their office and like they're always like taken aback because they're like uh they're kind of like this is kind of cool because you don't see this a lot in anime but they're kind of like heavy set right and one of them is like a metal head and then the other one i'm not really i haven't read enough to know like what it is that she's into i guess they're both kind of metal heads but one of them's like a big time metal head and they're both just like kind of kind of like yankee looking you know, real estate agents. So people are always like, is this like the Yakuza when they walk in? And basically it's just like someone comes in and they need an apartment and they're looking for an apartment in Kichijoji. And then these two twins go like, all right, we'll help you find an apartment. But the the premise is the real estate agency is in Kichijoji and the person always comes in wanting an apartment in Kichijoji, which is a an area of Tokyo, kind of like west of Shinjuku. And they always end up being like, and this is the whole point of the, the title, they always end up being like, does it have to be Kichijoji? And then they take them to some other neighborhood. <laughs> and it's actually just a, it's like a tourist thing almost. I mean, it's probably for people who live in Tokyo, it's probably useful for people actually looking for an apartment because it's just an excuse to like show off different parts of Tokyo and usually places that aren't well known. So like, I haven't read a chapter where they go to like, shinjuku or something right it's usually like some lesser known neighborhood and then they kind of like go they they take the person on a tour of the neighborhood and they talk about like you know various famous or like cool sites there they're like oh here's a great uh sweet shop here's a like a, a curry place that has really good curry oh that would be so weird if, like i'm reading that and i'm like oh i was 
there oh yeah no that that's happened to me at least once <laughs> uh they, i just read the the nakano chapter and uh they talk about oh, that would they talk weird, about yeah. takoche or they they don't talk about it but they have it in the background they, they say like specialty bookstores and then it's a drawing of takoche the indie manga store that i'm a really big fan of at nakano broadway and they also will like show different kinds of apartments so they like had one that's like a share house I think that's that's the only one that's like really weird, but they have ones with like various different different setups or whatever, right? So they'll they'll take time and go through the actual apartment, but a lot of it is just showing off the neighborhood. So it's like this very, it's it's cool for me because I like wandering around neighborhoods in Tokyo, and it's you know it's the kind of manga where I'm reading it and like taking notes, like oh yeah, I want to check that place out. They got a bunch of bookstores, right? Yeah. And they have little segments at the end that have all the like like pictures of the real places with little blurbs about them, like the ones that they name drop in it. And it's all pretty much places that you probably never heard of. Like I hadn't really heard of any of them except for Nakano. I guess. This is so in it's... English too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's like four volumes weird, out. Weird release. Four volumes. <laughs> Digital, of course, right? They're not putting this I think print. there's a print version what? too. Yeah. Oh man. Somebody's buying. I know. Well, I'm, I'm into it. I think if it like honestly, if you're like going to Japan, this is like a pretty good thing to read before you go to Tokyo because it'll right. give you like like ideas for places to go. What like empty apartment buildings? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, they're all like like they sell them really well. They're like you know because I think part of the premise is Kichijoji is I think constantly it's like voted the number one place to live in Tokyo or whatever. Oh, so everybody everybody wants to go there, right? I think that's the whole point. Is it's like I don't know. It would be like being in williamsburg or something some like popular spot right and then people are like oh i want to move here it's hip and then it's like all right the whole premise is we're going to take you to some other area of new york that you've never heard of and like show you why this place is cool right mm. so i'm always like i i don't i'm not an expert on tokyo but i'm I, I, you know, I at least know like some, some basics and I'm always impressed by like, you know, most of the chapters they're like, they take them to a place and I'm like, I've literally never heard of that. Like no one has ever mentioned this place <laughs> to me. So I'm planning on going to Japan soonish. So I'm, uh, I'm taking a lot of notes on this one. I think that's the last thing I had. We're, we're kind of like at the end of time here. Yeah. We're a bit over, I think. Just wanted to put a note in here. I'm hearing a whole lot about Tetris effect, the Tetris effect, which comes out today. I'm not hearing anything coherent besides, whoa. I know, everyone's dude. like, ah, it's good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, it looks like it's V. I, gotta, I haven't read up on it. It looks like it's VR, and I don't have a VR setup. Uh, and I feel yeah, like a lot, it mean. sounds like a lot of what's good uh, about it is the VR. And so I'm yeah, like, I don't know if I'll be able to I'm, really enjoy it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not there. Not for me. Sounds cool, though. It's like VR Tetris, basically, with like a very, apparently just very well-designed kind of like audio-visual experience around it. Crazy how long it took them to like get to this point. Tetris on your VR shit. Yeah. I, I do think yeah. it's cute, though, that it's named after the Tetris effect, which is like the effect where people start seeing Tetris in their dreams. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. But like, Problem is, I can't like look at a video at, of it to sell me on it because it's not yeah, going to be in VR. VR. <laughs> right? Yeah, it sounds from everybody who's who's, who's actually played it. It does sound like it's this very strange experience that like you have to play to believe. Which feels to me like maybe it feels like the kind of thing that happens when you are the one of the only people who get to experience something, and then you're like, oh man, like 
trust me, uh, this thing that only I know is so much better than you think it is, right? It's like <laughs> it's like when I saw somebody trying to like sell somebody else on like caffeine pills. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Anyway, I do want to check it out. Hopefully, I, I'll have like a friend. I can I don't know how many friends I have who have like VR setups, but hopefully, somebody. Oh come on! You're you're in you're in SF. Everybody's got VR. I don't I don't think so, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're too busy trying to pay rent. Uh, so much for that idea. All right, let's uh, let's go through some of the stuff from our our listeners and uh, and our patrons. I'm already seeing Smash coming up once. That's right. Don't spoil it, David. We got a response <laughs> here from a previous episode from Carl Erickson uh, to add to the category debate of anime. Netflix officially categorizes Castlevania as anime, which now makes it anime. So true. Uh, I think. What Carl is that's how I found it. Yeah, well, what, what Carl's referring to here is like not just that it's marketed as anime, but it's like literally it's under the anime category on Netflix. Which, yeah, right. If there was just any <laughs> any doubts as to what they're going for here, yep. And we've got two questions from our lovely patrons. Thank you so much for your support, uh, especially because it, we just launched this thing yesterday as of this recording. So uh, we appreciate having a couple folks already on board on the Patreon. Jack Leveled Up asks, any thoughts on the Smash Ultimate roster? Piranha Plant Respectors only. Did you keep up with that, David? Did you see about Piranha Plant getting added to Smash? Who's got, who has feet? No feet. Piranha Plant has feet. Not in this version. No, it's got feet. I don't think so, David. Are we going to fight about this? Piranha I'm pretty Plant sure the Smash feet. Piranha Plant does not have feet. Yeah. <laughs> Piranha Plant has feet. You shut your mouth. I'm looking it up. I'm <laughs> confirming. No, no, David, that is a different piranha plant. What? How many different piranha plants are there? Well, I looked it up on Google, and let me tell you, David, there are a lot of piranha plants. Uh, I just oh, found one God. that's Bowser, but with a piranha plant head. So there's a lot of variety out there. Uh, I haven't found one where the piranha plant is fucking yet, but I can turn safe search off and we'll find out. <laughs> There is the one where it's like wearing a diaper, so I'm sure someone drew that one fucking. Oh, you don't have to sacrifice yourself for me. Anyway, the one in Smash Brothers as a this is a playable character as free DLC, David. Wait, the Piranha Plant is free DLC? Yeah, I think it's day one DLC, but you have to like pre-order or something. It's a free pre-order bonus. God, you know, people are going to put this as like evidence that sakurai hates the world when they say like why isn't this character in smash why isn't fucking yeah no people already did that david you're a little behind the eight ball on this (laughs) that was the entire response to it because it was like okay hold up oh wait wait so that that makes sense oh it makes perfect sense now like why sakurai had to like write a whole message being all like nintendo nintendo decided i didn't decide he didn't like nintendo decides all the dlc waluigi in the only plumber not in super smash brothers they're gonna add like your local plumber from your town before they add waluigi he's gonna be the last plumber added to super smash brothers literally every fire emblem character (laughs) fire emblem character not just the main ones all every character every recruitable fire emblem unit from every, every Fire Emblem game will be a separate playable character with their own move sets before Waluigi is added. With every permutation, whether it's like, <laughs> you know, Pegasus Knight 
reggae yeah, at every night. class. <laughs> They're gonna have the Fire Emblem Awakening children with every different hair every, color yeah. as a separate character, not as a palette swap. <laughs> before they add Waluigi and Smash Brothers. I'm angry. I'm not fake angry about this. I am actually angry because it's like a complete set. There's what? There's four plumbers in Super Smash, right? Four? Did I get that right? Four, or in Mario. Four plumbers. And they're like, yeah, we got three of them. And then we also got like all the princesses, right? All of them. Pretty much all the princesses. Because they even have, uh, what's her name? The space princess lady. I forget her name. Rosalina. Right? Rosalina. She's in like two games but she's in there like they got all the princesses they got bowser they got bowser's fucking kids who cares about his kids but they're in there uh they have daisy who actually i love daisy that's that's okay they should that's good i'm glad they added daisy (laughs) they added a plant they added a plant in like a pot it's in like it doesn't have feet david it's in like a little flower pot it doesn't have feet it's a different one that's the one with the, the 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 one wearing the diaper has feet that's not the one that's in that's playable. It hops around. I watched a video before. It hops around on a little pot. How does it? How does it hop around? It needs feet to hop around. It doesn't need feet, David, because it can, it can use its plant muscles to sort of build inertia. I don't look that. I'm not sure. I'm clear on the physics here, but anyway, no feet on the on the piranha plant. But that's not really the problem. The problem is that Waluigi isn't in Smash Brothers, but they added a fucking plant before they put him in. Can't wait to like just see how much angry you get. Like the more DLC characters are released, the like the more ridiculous they are. Three or four plumbers. I just I don't get it. It's an obvious choice. You already have the other plumbers. I'm really stuck on the plumber bit now. Like the fact that they're all dressed like plumbers is really what. what like why don't you complete the set? Why don't you get the fourth one? It's really screwing me up. That said. If they added Waluigi, I wouldn't be angry about it. I think it's funny to add Piranha Plant because it's like a troll character. <laughs> so I'm kind of into it. I just wish that they also added Waluigi. <laughs> they also added, who do they add? Uh, Incineroar, who's basically Tony the Tiger, but less... Uh, uh, less. Yeah, because we needed that Pokemon yeah. representation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know what Incineroar is. But ah, uh, dude, they should put the they should put like the the leg and feet plant from Pokemon in, so they could like they could like complain where it's like two these characters are too similar to each other. <laughs> Piranha plant and the uh, the foot Pokemon. It's uh, also a plant. Confirmed for Smash, they're adding all five Exodia cards from Yu Gi Oh <laughs> as separate <laughs> characters. Yeah, so I do think in general thoughts on the Smash Ultimate roster. Because actually, I think the game will come out basically within like two episodes from now. Now that I think about it. Yep. Next month. I'm pretty happy with it. I'm. I think I mentioned before. I'm very happy that they're doing the everybody's here thing. Like, I just want every character playable at all times. But it feels like some of them are like stretches where it's like they added new characters and then they also added Echo Fighters for those same characters. And like I, I, I'm not a big Castlevania fan. I've never really. I guess I meant. I forget if I mentioned this. I've never really played. Oh, we'll a Cast- make you a fan. Right, I've never played a Castlevania game. But I did think it was weird that they added like two separate Castlevania characters that are Echo fighters of each other, like at the same time. And I was like, it's like Pit and Dark Pit. And I'm like, did you, you yeah, need both of they them? Needed, like, like, yeah, because you you kind of do. 
Because they'd say, like, well, why isn't this... Right, someone would get angry because they're both, po- like, very popular characters, I guess, right? Yeah, and like, it's a shoe-in for, like, an Echo Fighter because they, kind of, they kind of play the same anyway in the real Castlevania games. I don't know. I guess, I guess personally, I'm just kind of like, uh, some of these characters are, like... There's, like, more and more characters who I just don't... I don't know them at all. You know what I mean? I guess that's kind of what it is. Well, you need to play more games. I know, I know. These aren't these aren't even like ultra obscure games. I know, I know. The Castlevania ones definitely aren't. But there's also more like who do they add from Fire Emblem that was? They added Crom, right? And Crom's like an Ike Echo Fighter, I think. Crom, uh, I know, but I don't know. There's a lot of Fire Emblem characters, like we were kind of joking about. Some of them I only know from Smash Brothers, and a lot of Pokemon now that I don't know. So I don't know. It's good. I like having more characters. I, I'm not going to complain. I'm only complaining about not putting in Waluigi. But literally add every character that you want. I'm Again, add all five parts of Exodia for all I care. You will, you will, you will move on from this one day. Yeah. One, one day I'll be an you adult and I won't have to worry about which characters are in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be too busy uh, paying bills. Yeah. We got another one from a patron from Lauren. Thank you for uh, contributing to the Patreon. This is a classic here. Fuck, Mary kill. Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. The big three. Classic. But like the old big three. In, that's it's back in... We're back in middle school. Yeah, yeah, welcome back to 2004. Um, All right. Evan, you sound like you have like an immediate actually response. actually don't have an immediate response. But wait, there's an important thing here. She's referring to the... Like the series or are we just treating it as like bleach is that guy with the yellow hair from or the orange hair from bleach and naruto it's you know it's that joke where you say that the no it's it's that joke where you say that the main character is the name of the show so you're like oh yeah it's that guy naruto and the orange oh wait Uh, i don't (laughs) that one actually works and then one piece is the name of that guy with the stretchy arms right that one is that joke works there you can make it about that so, well, you're, are you saying we have to fuck, marry, or kill the series themselves? Yes. How, how does you, how do you fuck a manga? Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, that's uh, that's after the that's after the podcast. All right. Well, do you have an answer, David? Uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. So, marry Bleach. Why? Because it's the only one that I've read. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good reason to marry somebody. She's the only one I've talked to. I uh, I respect uh, tight Kubo's uh, dress sense of dress. Okay, you mean his sense of dressing everyone in the same exact clothes all the time? It's very very stylish. Uh huh. Good 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 design on the uh, on like those first like pages. I don't know where it's just like it's like a drawing that's completely unrelated to the uh, chapter that's attached to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to call it. It's got a term. Just, Toriyama was very it. good at that, drawing all the Dragon Ball characters in, like, you know, biker jackets, riding motorcycles, and then it's like, this looks cool. Yeah, it's it's just like, cool. oh, it's not that, though. It, this is a different It's not manga. that. It's just yeah. cool. I would honestly just, like, read or, like, have a book of, the, of just those drawings. Yeah. Like, just, like, a big coffee table book where it's just, like, the uh, the interesting shit that... Dragon Ball Z, did. the motorcycle years. Um... We're going to fuck One Piece and kill Naruto. Damn. One Piece has, like, some sexy characters in it. 
I don't know if you've seen it. If by sexy you mean uh, <laughs> Oda just turned the boob slider all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like like he's in the character creation mode and he's like a, he's like a 13-year-old boy who's like, oh, let me turn the boob slider all the way up. <laughs> okay, I think I'm going to go with a different answer here. Uh, bleach is bad, so I'm going to kill it just to get it out of the way. Uh, I don't like Bleach. And I, I used to like it, but then I like rage quit it after, I don't know, 40 episodes when I was in high school and would still watch things for 40 episodes before stopping. Yeah. I think I would marry One Piece because One Piece, I oh, actually love One Piece, really? like genuinely. I, I stopped reading it a long time ago because I was just like, at the, oh. at the time I had to, there wasn't a lot of like, they didn't have like that Shonen Jump digital thing. So I had to just buy the volumes and I didn't want to read uh, Scanlations. So I oh, was kind of like. I'm sorry for fucking your series. Uh, it's all good. We, we can share One Piece. Uh, oh. But but yeah, I basically, Swingers. I, I did was like oh, i can't afford to keep buying this so i stopped reading it but i really like one piece it's like one of my favorite shonen action manga uh so yeah i have a genuine love for one piece and then naruto like Naruto's kind of fun but i wouldn't like want to spend my whole life with it so i'd have yeah i guess i'd have a one night stand <laughs> with naruto <laughs> but bleach i would just kill it if i saw it on the street wow yeah. oh man some takes there we go there's the takes we, we got it i think that's it for for us uh thank you to jack and lauren for the questions from the patreon and thank you for contributing to the patreon uh if you too would like to get your uh your questions in the priority queue there uh you can go to patreon.com slash gamers and if you give uh, that that's two dollars to get on that list. If you give five dollars, you not only get that, you will also get some bonus content, probably some uh, some post show content from this episode, or maybe pre show, whatever whatever we can uh, scrounge together there. As well as uh, we haven't decided what it's going to be, but there will be a companion article to go along with this, written by one or both of us, and we'll be doing that for every episode, and that'll be all available on the Patreon. So uh, check it out if you are interested. So, yeah, before we head out, uh, David and I are both writing for Otaku USA magazine. I've got a, an article in the new Anime USA special issue, which is all about Gainax and the studios and creators that, that kind of graduated from Gainax when it kind of imploded. Uh, so that's like Trigger and Kara and stuff like that. I've got animeburgertime.tumblr.com. And David, you are streaming video games still Saturday nights, yeah? On uh... Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash smallbean. We're going to be doing so much Overwatch. Yeah. I'm, I, might, yeah. I might tune in. I'm interested to see you play <laughs> Overwatch. And I'm... Uh... It's, it's just going to be straight up POTG every match. I'm on PS4 and David's on PC, so we actually are not going to be playing together. Ah, fucked up. So unfortunately yeah uh you can check out show notes blog posts uh, a link to the official anagamers discord and a link to that patreon on anagamers.com uh, you can email us questions responses and topic suggestions at podcast at anagamers.com or talk to us on twitter i'm at sign vampvo v-a-m-p-t-v-o david's i'm at sign qx20xx and anagamers is at sign anagamers one word we're on mastodon i'm vampvo at mastodon.social david is 20xx at caro.ccsakura.jp 
And uh, finally, episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music if you're so inclined. And we could always use a few more five-star reviews on iTunes to help more people find the show. Uh, and also, David and I will both be at Anime NYC this uh, coming weekend. This episode should be out before the convention. Uh, I'll be back for Thanksgiving, so I figured I'd extend my trip a little bit and uh, and stop by the convention. We will probably do an episode about, like, we'll, we'll talk about the convention at some point in, in the next episode. Uh, but also, if you see us around the convention, feel free to say hi. I think this is going to be our first con since uh, 2016. Yeah, the first time we were both at a con together. Yeah, I did a lot of cons this year, though, so it's not hardly my first con in a while. But, yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll see you there. If not, we'll see you in about two weeks with the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Good night. This is this is why I only like to like drink things that I can actually pronounce. That's a good rule. So like if I'm if I'm in like a restaurant or something, I'm not gonna order like the thing with seven consonants in a row. I'm gonna just order like lemon or Earl Grey. That's easy.